left fielders. This is the Infielder Spotlight Podcast, powered by Left Field Investors. Our community is focused on networking and education to help people invest passively and think differently. Let's go. Welcome to the Infielder Spotlight episode, where one of our infielders share their story with host Chad Ackerman. Listen in to gain insights from our community on how to create financial freedom through passively investing in real assets that generate real cash flow. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Infielder Spotlight. I am your host, Chad Ackerman, and today we have one of our infielders with us, Mr. Chris Odegaard. Nice to meet you or see you today, Chris. Welcome (laughs) to the show. Hey, Chad. Nice to see you too. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So we set up this podcast. I've kind of explained this in some of the other episodes, but we thought there was a lot of value in just sharing people's stories. I know I've gotten a lot of value out of listening to podcasts that have people come on and just tell them their journey of how they got there. So that's what we're looking for is just to hear more about how you got into the business and where you are today, lessons learned, those kind of things. So we start these off with just trying to understand what your journey's been. What were you doing beforehand? What got you to where you are today? Well, if anybody, I was a conventional investor for most of my life. And E, if you read Cashflow Quadrant, I was an E. I grew up with E's. And I was on what I call the uh, 401k highway to mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> and then my journey was born out of hardship, a huge illiquidity event where I lost 55% of my assets in my mid-40s. And so the mediocre path got even more mediocre. So that's kind of what changed in my life. And coincidentally, around the same time, a friend said to me, hey, Chris, you should read this book. And the book was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Good old purple book. Yeah. And so that led to podcasts, which led to groups like Left Field Investors and others. And it led to the conferences and meeting people. And I started with a duplex when my daughter started her freshman year and decided she wanted to live off campus. And I knew before she even went to college, this was what was gonna happen. And I thought, well, there's no way I'm gonna pay somebody else's mortgage up there for those three years. And so we didn't, so we bought a duplex. And then there was some other small single family rentals in my own area and small multifamilies. And then I started looking at the time I was spending versus the money I was making. I had hired a bookkeeper. I'd try to upscale my game in terms of the back office. I I had quarterly financials and I was like, is this all the money I'm making off of these properties and the amount of time that I'm putting into them? And then kind of in the parallel path with the masterminds and going to conferences, the syndication world came into view in the form of a fund, a note fund. Because one of the things I did, I I bought performing and non-forming notes And one of the places where I got the notes put together a fund and he was doing a presentation. It's probably one of my first kind of introductions to webinars in this area. And he was showing how all I had to do was give him my money and I could make about the same amount of money as I was making doing all the work. And I said, okay, that sounds good to me. And one day, I'll never forget this. I was listening to the real estate guys podcast and they said something like, Every once in a while, you should take a look at all the assets that you own and ask yourself, if I knew back then what I knew today, would I rebuy these assets? And the answer across the board was no. 
And so I liquidated, it took a couple of years to liquidate single families and multifamilies. And if you've ever sold a note, that's a challenging thing and do that. And then it wasn't, I hadn't stumbled across, left field didn't exist at this time, right. but through groups like yours, I came across the apartment syndication space. And that has become pretty much all I do. It's certainly all syndications, some multifamily, some self-storage and some ATM stuff. And the truth is, is that I don't make about the same money as I made when I was doing all the work myself. I make a heck of a lot more <laughs> in the syndications. And it's so counterintuitive. You think, wait a minute, if I'm doing all this work, shouldn't that translate into more money in my pocket? Well, in my experience, it doesn't. Number one, because a lot of us had jobs we were doing at the same time, right? Right. And so you're really not an expert in that thing until you spent some years doing it. So you're getting your money from your job and you're an amateur kind of in the real estate world and you don't make a lot of money when you're an amateur, you make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the good news is that that financial event happened in my mid forties and nine years later, by switching from stocks, bonds, and mutual funds to alternatives, I made all that up, multiplied it many times over. I quit my corporate job and I never have to work again if I don't want to. And that would have never happened if I had stayed on that 401k highway to mediocrity. Right. Getting the average return that investors get in equities, which through studies is about 5% before inflation and taxes. Yeah. And would you get into a syndication now that paid you 5%? Any syndication that pays less than 20 is a failure, in my opinion. <laughs> and that's before taxes. <laughs> right. That's great. That's interesting to have the forced epiphany, maybe. I don't know what you call that, but great that you found your way to that point. What other resources were helpful for you once you started getting into the passive side? Well, I'll go back to very early on, I had attended the local RIA which is one of the places you get pointed to. And guess who's there? A lot of do-it-yourselfers are at those meetings, right? Absolutely. So you don't come across syndicators and the limited partner group. They're not there. I kind of partnered up with a guy and it was kind of a mediocre experience, but he said to me, and this was a long time ago, and he said, hey, Chris, you should listen to the Real Estate Guys podcast. And my first question was, what's a podcast? <laughs> and, my, and my second question was, who are the real estate guys? But really, if I had to go to one single thing, the, the amount of free education across a wide variety that's available today is just unprecedented. And matter of fact, I did it. I wrote an article where I did kind of a family tree from top to bottom. On one side was time and on the other side was net worth. Mm. And it, it all started off with, oh, somebody said, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then there was podcasts, there was mastermind groups, there were conferences, and there were the people that you met that pushed you down a certain path. And lo and behold, nine years later, complete transformation financially. But it did definitely start with a book. The recommendation of the book. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like though you're probably more efficient with the resource usage this day and age? I mean, you were hearing about it and obviously the world has changed a lot in nine years as well, that there's a lot more information out there, but does it feel like you're more efficient with that space with being able to research and everything else to be comfortable now? It's still a little bit drinking from a fire hose because there are so many podcasts and you can only listen to so many. So the player that I used has kind of a, like a playlist. So I'll subscribe to a whole bunch of them and then I'll kind of put them on first string kind of, and the other ones will be on the bench. And then I rotate them in and out. That's fair. It can feel like boiling the ocean sometimes. Yeah. And it is amazing that, I mean, I just stumbled across something the other day, which 
is a whole nother investing avenue, which I had never thought of, but it's kind of passive ownership in a business. And just out of the blue, something that came across one of these podcasts and it's got real potential and I'm just kind of in the research phase. So it's another shiny object to look into. Well, yeah, but I have to tell you that I have become very good over the years. I have gotten now the shiny object syndrome. Good. I go, okay, I do apartments and I do cash value life insurance and run everything through there. And that's pretty much what I do. And so I don't really deviate much, but this is outside of real estate. So this is a completely different thing. Yeah. Are you out of the notes business then? Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Because okay. I think that's one of the biggest things I learned of syndication is almost such a generic topic that anything that you could buy by raising money for could be a syndication. Yes. The asset classes are almost limitless, it seems exactly. like, that it becomes a distraction sometimes. So I've tried to pick three or four main ones that I want to focus on with the core of my wealth that I'm trying to build, and then maybe have some mad money on the side or whatever to play around with some new asset classes that I'm curious in that might be something that's worthwhile going into long-term. But do you find yourself going through something similar or staying in your lane? Well, I have an investment criteria and I'm doing this right. This just should be about right. So I like appreciating assets and that produce cash flow that have a built-in tax advantage and allow you to lose use leverage. Oh, there you so go. When, when you go those four things. So let's just say, and I have invested in ATMs, but let's say, but now here, this is my relatively new criteria. Okay. Uh, oh, ATMs. This looks great. Appreciating asset. Nope. Off the list. Yeah. Or, oh, stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Appreciating asset. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes cash flow. No. Off the list. And you can really easily say no to a lot of things much more quickly. You've said, this is what I'm looking for from my investments. Hello, left fielders. This is Jim Pfeiffer, one of the founders of Left Field Investors. Honestly, I can't believe how far we've come from our initial start with 12 members. We've grown and learned a lot. None of this would be possible without our amazing community members and partners. I want to personally thank you for being part of the left field community. I'm constantly amazed by the quality of people that join our group and their willingness to give back to the community and share their knowledge. From the most experienced investor to those who are brand new, we all learn from each other. That is the power of community. Thank you for supporting Left Field Investors. I've tried to preach a little bit to people I talk to of set your goals. And the more focused your goals can be, there is so much chatter out there. There's so much distraction that the more specific you can be kind of funnels down your really decision group that you're really focused on. You've done that. You've had your check boxes and you're able to kick out a lot of deals so that you can get down to the ones you really are interested in and then study them so you don't get lost in the analysis of it. You can kick some out of the way real quick because they don't meet your four criteria. I'll add a fifth one in. I was in and still am in a self-storage syndication and it was a huge addition of units and went into that and about... 2019 and 2020 COVID hits and all of a sudden no workers, no people to do their permitting. And so that investment, which should have taken 18 months is now 36 months. 
And so I went, okay, so now I know that there's a lot of risk in new construction or major, major remodeling. It's like, okay, I won't do that again. That's another right? criteria. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as I can make good returns elsewhere, there, there's a risk there that I don't need to take. Yep. We say that about sponsors a lot. Of uh, There are so many good sponsors out there. If you see a red flag, put them on the shelf, watch them for a while. You don't have to jump in bed with them right away because there are so many other good sponsors out there that will check all the boxes that you can go with and watch as well. Same thing with the deals. That's great. That's fantastic. So you've been doing this for a while. What would be a good lesson learned or piece of advice that you would pass on to somebody that's trying to get into the space or newer to the space or even a veteran? I mean, this could be valuable to anybody, really. I used to be the kind of person that, okay, if this project had 10 steps, I couldn't start until I knew everything about all 10 steps. And then what happens is then you never really get started. So you don't have to be able to see the top or understand everything. You just have to take them one at a time. So there's always going to be a little bit of uncertainty and lack of knowledge, but you figure those out one step at a time. And another thing would be having a childlike curiosity. It's the thing when somebody says something that sounds too good to be true, you go the other way because it must be illegal, immoral, or unethical. I have a couple examples, but one of them is I had been working for the company that I worked for for many years. Like a lot of people who are switching from conventional over to alternatives, I had a substantial bit of money that was locked up in a company 401k. Yeah. And one of the guys from one of these masterminds said, hey, Chris, ask your company if you can do an in-service transfer. And this is a little bit like the podcast. Okay, what's an in-service transfer? <laughs> and he said, well, that's where they'll let you take some of the money that's in their 401k and transfer it out to either a self-directed IRA or your own 401k where you can invest in anything you want more particularly these types of syndications and real estate things. And I kind of blew it off. It's like, I've been working here for 20 years. If this were possible, I certainly would have heard of it. Wouldn't it be right? a little more public? Yeah. Too yeah. good to be true, right? So one day I was at the office and that popped back into my head and I did a little bit of research and I'll be darned if the company wouldn't let me take all of their matching contributions out. And I had never heard about that. Nobody I told about it had ever heard of it. And that that unlocked a bunch of cash, six-figure amount of money that helped me get started. But a lot of people would have just- Wait till I'm 65. Went and, the other, yeah, end, yeah. other way. Yeah, interesting. Don't run away from those things that, like when Robert Kiyosaki says, uh, hey, you know, we pay little or no taxes, right? Well, I've paid little or no taxes. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also it going to be true, but it can be done, right? Well, that's great. That's good pieces of advice. Just look, do your research, dig a little deeper and everything else. That's great. So to kind of wrap things up, I'd like to ask, what are your next steps? Where are you heading from here? Sounds like you're still very active in the passive side. That's going to continue to be part of your wealth strategy. But what's the next steps for you? Yeah, the next step is this thing I mentioned, which is a passive ownership in a kind of in a business that happens to be e-commerce. So me and a friend who happens to be part of this group are kind of going down this path together and doing the homework. And then we're probably going to travel to some other places in the country and meet some of these folks. And the question will be, okay, well, I know what a $100,000 investment will do for me in an apartment syndication. So I have that knowledge. What will a $100,000 investment over here being kind of a passive kind of business ownership do? Even though really, if you're in real estate, whether it's single family rental or apartments, that is a business. And we kind of are passive 
owners, but this is actually an operating functioning. It's not a piece of real estate type of thing. So that's kind of the next thing for me. And I'm really interested to see how that scale weighs out with some money here. And I have the advantage of knowing exactly what's possible on the one side. That's true. Where's the balance? Yeah. No, that's great. You'll have to come back and let us know how that goes (laughs) as you dig into it. That'll be interesting. Definitely will. When I get excited about stuff, I tell everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a firm believer in speaking it out loud to make it come true. So there you go. you're, You're following through with that, which is great. Well, this has been fantastic, Chris. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey with us and your information. I think this was really interesting. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always just like the reason you guys started Left Field Investors, so you had people to talk about. So when I walked down to the corner bar on Friday night and I asked six people, would they like to talk about syndications and passive investing? I get these blank stares. We got to do this stuff somewhere, right? You get the deer in the headlights. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad we could provide. I'm glad you found us and glad we could provide that outlet for you because we do find it interesting. That's for sure. Well, very good. Thanks for coming on. And thanks everybody for tuning in. We will see you next time in the spotlight. Take care. Thanks. Hey, Left Fielders. It's Matt Piccini, your backstage guide to passive investing. I love sharing what I've learned about passive investing, which frees you up to do the things you really care about every day. If you'd like to improve life for yourself, your family, and leave your corner of the world a little better than you found it through win-win investment opportunities, then let's connect. I can help you transform your life and bring your priorities out from behind the curtains. Set up a meeting with me at Pacheni.com. That's P-I-C-H-E-N-Y.com. Thanks for hanging out in the infield with us today. If you're interested in becoming an infielder, you can find us at leftfieldinvestors.com or you can send me an email directly at chad at leftfieldinvestors.com. Thank you for listening to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. If you enjoy the show, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review the show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the show should be considered financial advice. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. This show is copyrighted by Passive Investing from Left Field and Left Field Investors. Written permissions must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.